Okay. Hello. Welcome, Empowered Empaths. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, this is uh, the first podcast episode where I'm welcoming our guest, which is Tiffany, the Rebellious Educator. Um, did I say that right? The Rebellious Educator, separated yeah. by periods, I want to say. Yeah. Okay. And so I, Tiffany, Tiffany and I just found each other on Instagram, I want to say a couple of weeks ago. And we were vibing on some of some similar stuff. And I sent her a message and I was like, I just want to have you on the podcast. And I want to talk about, um, there was a post that, that Tiffany made about redefining rich and it just spoke to me. So I'm going to ask her to introduce herself in a second. And something that we were just talking about before I press record was that I want to say just to welcome you all into the space, into our space on the vibe that we've been talking and creating right now, which is um, showing up as you are, just showing up as you are, being an open channel, just, this feels really corny coming out of my mouth, but like aligning with your heart, like really like your nervous system centering, aligning with your heart, and then just opening your ears, seeing what kind of amazing things you can pick up on like what are some synchronicities that you might hear today in our conversation that are like little nutrients to you on your path so I'm saying that in the spirit of opening the space between Tiffany and I just to um in honor of our free flow conversation we were talking about that so okay first is there anything that you want to say um first introduce mm -hmm. yourself and then if there's anything that you want to add to that because I feel like you had some better words um, when we were just chatting. I think you did it beautifully. Um, yeah, I'm Tiffany. I'm here in Australia. Oh my gosh, something's just popped up on my computer. Um, I totally fine. It. Totally just, fine. <laughs> I don't even know how to get rid of it. It's right in front of your face. And I will oh, look no. at um, Google Chrome. Don't allow. Okay. Don't allow. That sounds good. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> See you again. Um, I'm here in Australia, on the east coast of Australia. Uh, I don't know how you feel about these things, these, you know, introductions. I don't know. I'm a human and I'm the sum total of all my choices and decisions up until this moment. Oh, <laughs> I know? love that so much. <laughs> I don't know. How do you, you know, like I've got a lot of decades under my belt and how do you, I don't know. I, I never know how to kind of encapsulate that. But if you get to know me, you will gradually peel away the layers and find out more. And I'm looking mm. forward to doing that with you too, Jess. Mm. <laughs> find out all your layers. <laughs> well, yeah. you are you go by the rebellious educator on Instagram. I'm so curious yeah. about um your 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 stake in the ground with the like where did that come from? Can you tell me a little about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I was in the education system uh, for over three decades, always um, doing things differently, always, you know, challenging the status quo. I could see kids as, you know, each of them as being these little unique souls that had their talents and sometimes their talents weren't maths and science and, right. you know, writing and that sort of thing but they were you know, so many kids you know have such amazing intuition and 
they feel vibes of different kids and they can't put words to why they don't like that other kid or whatever it is, but they're picking up on things that just don't suit them. And like, I, I believe that I am divergent. I don't know what the label is, but divergent. Yeah. I think a lot of us are. Um, and I don't think there's it's anything that necessarily needs a label or needs to be um, treated Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think divergence is really beautiful and really special and the gifts that that we have for the world don't fit into the normal box. They don't fit into the line up in rows, walk into the classroom, sit in rows, don't talk. You know, if you talk and that's cheating, um, don't ask questions, you know, don't <laughs> Critically, don't think for yourself. Um, so we don't fit into those boxes. And so I, yeah. I've always been about trying to create a space, a learning space where questions are encouraged and creativity is nurtured and all the things of being, you know, having this human experience are actually encouraged rather than being squashed. So Within the system, I could do it to a certain extent. I left the system two years ago and um, I was really interested in empowering parents to homeschool because mm. I could see that as, you know, maybe this is the answer. You know, parents can do it. You can do it. And it was all about giving them confidence. But gradually over the two years, I've kind of been pulled into, I still have my, my homeschoolers and I love my homeschoolers, but I've been pulled into working with entrepreneurs and redefining what, you know, a workshop has to look like because, mm. you know, there's this template that you have to fit into. What does a course look like? Apparently there's this, you know, this the, the, all these steps right. you have to do. No, let's chuck all that out and redefine what it means to run a course or run a workshop or give a webinar. You know, I don't necessarily like webinars, but, um, you know, or a membership or those sorts of things. And I'm feeling like there's, we're being called, and I think you are too, we're being called to redefine what these things look like. Just like your podcast, sorry, I'm talking a lot, aren't I? No, it's beautiful. Keep going. I'll say one one thing about yeah. when I got your email about your podcast, like the invitation email, and it just sort of said, I'm not planning this out. I don't have questions for you. Just turn up as your beautiful self and we'll just <laughs> see where it goes and leave your imposter syndrome at the door. <laughs> Tell it to leave its boots outside the door. And I just loved it. I went, oh, my God, that's this is what we need. Mm. People who are courageous enough, people who trust, you know, whatever, and trust themselves to just open, like you said at the beginning, open your heart and, and let come what comes hmm. and trust that whatever message is meant to come through that will come through you know we could plan a whole podcast on this richness and get to the end of it and the nugget that everyone takes away is something completely different totally so I just I love that I yeah I need to thank you for that because it was such a breath of fresh air and it's like you're do redefining the podcast interview space mm. by doing no, I love it. Love yeah, it. yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, what on the tail end of what you were talking about? I love how you're talking about redefining like um, the workshops and the courses because I've been 
an entrepreneur for, or I guess a solopreneur is what it's called for, is it a year and a half now? I want to say about a year and a half. And out there, it felt like jumping into this wild, wild west online space. And there's so much, they call it bro marketing, where where it's like, hey, I will help you get 3,000 million clients. And it's almost like coaching sometimes sounds like a get rich quick scheme in some ways that people market it. And it's like, yes, here, I will create the exact template for you. You just go exactly from A, B, C, and you will have a fully booked calendar in three months. And just exploring everything out there, it's like, I, I can't stomach the old, it, it feels very outdated. It feels like how we got to where we're at with um, like overgrown capitalism. And it doesn't feel like where we're going. If we're going to be pulling in the next level from our heart, it's like, I think the ne next level of business is going to be so much more intuitive, so much more around cycles, which means it's going to be uh, there's going to be space. You're not going to be like a machine that go, go, goes 365 days a year, the same exact thing to produce more and more and more. And so finding people like you who are doing this out in the space, like, and finding, I found like some other people that are doing it too. And it literally feels like um, a life, uh, what is it? A life preserver when you're out in the middle of the ocean and there's so many people vying for your attention. And so I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just excited that to see people be successful creating from this new model, which you even call the new model, the heart. I mean, mm. I don't even for, yeah. So I appreciate what you're doing very, very much. I loved seeing, like I was, I was scrolling through your website and I was just like, yes, this is it. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, just what you were saying then about, you know, I had the same experience when you first go into this online space and you're just bombarded by this, make yeah. six figures in six days, da, da, da. You know, all these assigning of values as well, like probably relates to our original um, prompt for this podcast. You know, all these just, I don't know, values that are placed on us that mm. we're told we need to value, you know, like, we're, we're given this currency that we're meant to value. Um, I'm not making sense, am I? No, I, um, I was getting like what you're saying. Six, the six figures or the, you know, this many clients or this kind of lifestyle, you know, it, it, it's like they've, they've, they've imagined this currency that we need to buy into. And I don't mean currency as in money. I mean, mm. You know, we all operate on some kind of currency. Sometimes, you know, people operate on people giving them compliments. That's a currency. Right. You know, people in mind, that's a currency. And so it's like they've created this and they haven't asked us if that's, or we, more importantly, we haven't asked our hearts, yeah. is that what I really want? Yeah. So let's redefine it. Um, my brain's going in two different places now, so I'll try and finish that thought before I go on to the next. Um yeah, so we need to redefine it in ourselves. And I think that's what my post was about. Like, what, what is richness? I don't need all the things that I used to think I needed, you know, going and getting my hair done twice a week and my nails done and facials and um, new outfits. You know, I can't turn up somewhere in the same thing that I turned up last time, you know, to a mm -hmm. principal's conference or something. Um, 
Yeah. And so you said, can I pause you for a second? Because you said that in your post now that I'm like, you're like jogging my memory. Like, I think you even had an example in there of like, um, I can't trump out a wet. Did you say wedding in the same outfit as the last wedding? And you're like, now I just have my wedding attire. And like you just even that even like that was just such a down to earth, like real example of like, you know what? This is what I wear to the weddings. And to me, like I could feel my shoulders relax because sometimes when you're invited, when I was younger and there was like wedding season, like, like every summer, you know, like two weddings a summer. And it was like, oh no, I got to wear something different every time. And it's like, why? (laughs) And you know what it is? It's my favorite outfit. It's a denim jumpsuit with a zip up the front uh, with flares and high platforms. And that's my, my wedding outfit. Oh my God. I love it. And you know, people are like in their little pretty things and I don't care anymore. (laughs) This is I value. I want to turn up in something that I feel great in and I love, like hmm. heart love coming back to the heart again. You know, I don't know. So I'm curious, like oh, on that, going off that piece, like, like I don't care anymore. When you show up, and I mean, it's something that you love. So there's a part, there's a piece that that cares about. This resonates to me, but you don't. You're not caring about. Oh, like uh, more fri- frivolities it sounds like from like or uh, or not ideas. what people think not care what people think yeah I like mean, an old that's what I mean I care because I love expressing myself I love you know my, my jewelry and whatever I love I I see what I wear as an expression of me yeah right um but the people who you know are, are looking me up and down because I'm not in you know the latest ball gown or whatever it is I don't care. Okay, so that right there, how does your energy show up different? Can you describe how your energy feels different in that moment when you don't care versus how it did when you did care? Oh, I, I just feel like people's personal, and if you don't have, if that, if that feels no, no, like, that's it's just a hard I, question. <laughs> share, when we share, like, um, because before this call, you and I were vibing on certain, like, different people that we resonate with, and I have found for me when I hear other people share from their own experience of like uh, what this topic that you see in like an Oprah magazine. I love Oprah. Actually, my dog's name is Harpo, which is Oprah spelled backwards. (laughs) He came with the name, but we kept it. But anyway, like in an Oprah magazine where it's an article, it's like, okay, five things. Uh, It'll make you happier. Don't care about what other people think. Uh, Meditate, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, great. But the person's personal experience has so much dimension, dimensionality to it. Just like you're saying, there's exponential, there's something exponential about it. So I'm just kind of curious if you want to describe, like, what's the difference in your energy when you don't mm. care? Because that's like rich, right? That that goes into our conversation. It does. It does. Um, I think, I think before I thought what, I thought it was my business. To, I don't know. Do you, do you, I think it might be, and I might be on the wrong track here, but I think it might be related to that idea of we're socialized to, especially as women, to keep people comfortable. You yes. know, like, oh. don't say anything that makes anyone uncomfortable. Don't totally. put anyone in discomfort. You know, we need to 
toe the line and and stay within the status quo because then everyone can be comfortable because that's somehow my responsibility for everyone to be comfortable when it's it's not I feel like I've had the you know the aha that it's not my business what it what you think of me is not my it's no longer my business and I'm I get upset with myself for for believing that for so many years you know, for five decades or whatever. Like, you know, I can remember as a as a teenager being basically stalked, but oh God, I don't know if I can say this. No, no none of these people will listen. Stalked mm-hmm. by my soccer coach. Mm. He would wait for me around the corner from my house and wow. see me go to school and oh then get me in the car and take me to a park and try to kiss me or whatever. Oh <gasps> God, I'm going a bit. Sorry, I'm being way no. too. Hey, we opened this, we opened the space. If you don't want to keep going, it's totally fine. But there's no, there's nothing off limits here. I I, I always swear on every single podcast, like it's not a podcast for children. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. You know what? That was that little thing in me again, like, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. No, no, get out. Ted, get out. (laughs) Um, you know, and I would go along with it to a certain extent because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I've done the like, same fucking thing. It's so, yes, I hear you. That has happened to me through my life where I'm so worried about where they're, be, they're crossing a line in yeah. whatever regard it is. It might have been in, in the workplace, whatever, and not just sexually. I, I That was just the example that came to my head. But, you know, what what is that that makes us put other people's comfort and you know oh we don't want them to feel embarrassed or we don't want them yeah I don't know what it, I, I feel so upset about the younger me mm. for 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 that do you know what I mean and Absolutely. I, it goes for all of us I think we've been socialized to do this yeah to put people's comfort in front of our own but how dare we how dare we not honor the sacred sacredness of us and even someone who's being i'm just going to say it a predator even if they're unconsciously being a predator they're not like maybe quote meaning to but that is a predatory behavior and um i would even say that with like someone who let's say even going back to the wedding and let's say someone's in a ball gown (laughs) and let's say they're judging you in a jumpsuit I mean, that's even like, like, I, I, I don't know if I'm being a little, I'm, uh, I'm going to say that this is a bold statement and I don't know if I'm going to continue to agree with it or not, but it's coming through right now, which is judging, like really being committed to judging someone else and putting them below you in your mind, um, feels pretty predatory to me. It may not be sexually pred- pred- predatory, but I mean, that that's a frequency you're like putting someone down it's so I guess it's more oppressive you're putting someone down below you by making it your business of oh they shouldn't be and you know wearing that or whatever and I don't know for me when I go out in spaces where I see someone wearing something different they're I like hate to say it but I totally used to come from that mindset of like oh wow like they're really standing out like, okay. And now when I see someone who's wearing something completely off the wall, different, it literally frees 
it's like they've given me a nutrient of freedom. I can feel my energy open more because like they're bold enough to show up however the fuck they want to look. And it feels like, like I can breathe easier because someone else is willing to show up, not in the status quo, not in the, the, the ball gown that had to be like prescribed or whatever. So that's a really know. great metaphor for what, for what we're doing in our, our businesses as well. You know, when, when you're willing to show up to a podcast and, and tell your guests to let's just, let's just open to this and yeah. see through when I'm telling not telling but you know encouraging clients to let go of some of the you know the the regimen of how you've got you're meant to build a course or what it's meant to look like or what your membership's meant to look like and let's let that go we are giving people permission to yeah show up as their authentic self which is like a buzzword right now but it's so true yeah it, it is um but even the story that, you know, we were both sort of talking about how we felt when we first turned up into this online space and, you know, yeah. you saw all the bro marketing and everything. Like what did that do? Like as soon as someone like you or me sees that, we, you know, it's like, oh, we're repelled, you know, because we can see through we can see through the manipulation, the attempt at manipulation, the attempt at persuasion and, you know, all these tactics. And, you know, they even talk about um, using dopamine hits as tactics. Like I've been on webinars that where, especially this one woman I'm thinking of, and she actually made her whole webinar about how to use dopamine hits to manipulate people to keep going in your course. You know, but why? Yeah. Why do we want to do that? Yeah. One, there's a whole lot of people like us out there who are absolutely repelled as soon as we get a hint of that. And two, what kind of world, what kind of society are we creating if we're training people to just respond to dopamine hits? Do, do you get where to I'm going? Be, to to training people to manipulate, to use someone's unconscious uh, physiological uh, chemical system against themselves. Um, you know what, along that line, there's, do you, there's someone, there's a coach out there in the space who I love. She's so in the vibe of what we're talking about. Um, do, do you know who Simone soul is? No. I'll send you her profile. Um, she actually just had a whole two week thing on. She's very big into, she's, she's a marketing coach and she has programs, um, and she just did a two week, like she calls it a, she called it a party on how to ethically uh, create, um, ethically create relationships, which is tied with dopamine, ethically use dopamine with mm. someone. And she's like, let me be very clear. I'm, I'm here for the activists, for the coaches that are leading people back to themselves, all these things. And this is a tactic that is out there. And I want to make sure that um, like this, this information basically gets in the right hands. Mm. And I love that because she's being so transparent about like, this is solid. Re- this is actually research that is out there. And she's saying this exists now. How can you use it to show up more as yourself, to connect more with the people who, who need your help? And mm. like that versus when I was a teenager and I heard of, 
like first started hearing about psychologists and how like a psychologist, there's just one psychologist that I know personally, um, who she created her whole, um, like kind of rise from like be being a psychologist for these really top big advertising agencies and like using people's, I'm going to assume it's probably dopamine, basically using psychology to get people to buy these products that they didn't even need. Like to me, that's like, there's like a split, right? It's like, okay, dopamine exists in our bodies. And then there's people who use it to manipulate people. And then there's people who use it to actually create a heart centered business. So it's such an interesting line to toe, right? Like this transparency of being totally like open about the whole thing. So it, it really is. And and you're right, it exists and um it serves us, you know, totally. It does serve us, but let's yeah. get it, like you say, ethically, let's get it through the joy of what we're doing because we actually do enjoy it or right. the excitement of what we're learning because we are actually excited about what we're learning it's when the it's when the manipulation is different from that it's like at school when you're given yeah. the stickers or the you know the behavior chart you know I'm, I won't go behavior charts but you know the stickers or the rewards or the awards you know and it's meant to, you know, encourage and that sort of thing. But where's the joy? Why not encourage in, in our kids the joy of, oh, my God, I just learned that. Oh, my God, I can do that now. Mm. Let's find the joy in the actual learning or in the mm. actual achievement rather than it coming from outside to try and trick them like a dog because that's, you know, like the Pavlov's dog experiment, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. And I think, I think when we see this in the marketing, I think that's what we're responding to. Our nervous system is going, oh, you're trying to manipulate me here. Mm -hmm, and totally. And repel. Yeah. Whereas if it's excitement because that person is truly excited about whatever their unique wisdom is and and sharing that unique wisdom then that can fill you up and excite you and give you dopamine but it's because of the you know the source of what they're they're giving you not the tricks over the top totally make you think you want it but you I don't think that we can feel that like I think that yeah. we're going into an age where we we can feel more and more when people are being are reach are being authentic and when people are trying to like what is it called slip one over on us or something yeah. you know and there's a um oh my okay so i'm gonna bounce i'm gonna bounce for a quick second um and then i sh should actually ask you about what i actually invited you on for but <laughs> i i love i love how I love how we've already explored so many topics, but okay. <laughs> have you seen the documentary? It's only 60 minutes long. It's on Gaia and it's called sensitive, the untold story. And I think that you can, I think you can probably rent it on prime video. Yeah. Um. So I just watched it and it's all about HSPs, highly sensitive people. And it came out in 2020 and there's, it, it, there's already a book on it. It's been translated into a bunch of languages and everything, but I just love this statistic. 20% of the human population and of the the other animals, because we're animals too, the other animal population 
20% of the population is HSP, is highly sensitive, is a highly sensitive person. And I think I, I, so I consider myself a highly sensitive person and I, um, I think it's such a gift. And I think that we can feel so overwhelmed by everything that we sense energetically that we pick up and that we sense. And I think that those of us who are highly sensitive can feel into that dead marketing, that bro marketing versus that where, when someone is coming from an authentic, transparent place, even if they're not being transparent in their messaging, if they're coming from this spot, this, to this sounds very woo, but I believe it to my very core. Like if they're energetically coming from this spot of, Hey, here's what I've got. This is how it's going to help you. This is what I charge for it. Like that, mm -hmm. that energetically sends a message and people who are highly sensitive can fucking feel that. I think mm -hmm. so. And yeah. it can still be, you can still be ex as excited as all those ones that are faking it. For sure. But as long as that is your genuine excitement about it, like not like, okay, now you've got to show up and you've got to be really excited about your thing and then put some dings and ka-chings in the background because, you know, that that trains people's brains to think they're, you know, buying something or winning something. You know, it's it's the difference about, you know, whether that's your genuine showing up excited about something or whether you're coming from it like, okay, I'm going to manipulate people into buying th this even right. though they don't want it. Right, right. And it comes okay. back to trust too, doesn't it? Oh, sorry. Wait, say, no, no. Wait, what did you say? Say that again. <laughs> I said it comes back to trust too because, mm -hmm. yes, those tactics work. And, yes, you could make six figures or seven figures or whatever mm -hmm. the hell they're trying to convince us. Um, it works. So people go, oh, yeah, I want to be authentic, but, you know, that works, so I'm going to go and do that. And it's about having the balls, having the, the, the courage to show up genuinely and trust that your people will come because they will vibe with your energy. They will want what you want. Trust that they're, you know, trust in the abundance. Trust that there are going to be people out there that want what you want how you do it right and um, what you're creating because if you what, go with that other template you what you're 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 not actually bringing forth your own creation sorry I didn't mean um, to cut you off but I was oh, no, that, you're right. that came up when you were talking absolutely it'd absolutely. be like a sacrifice of of whatever it's like if you're like oh that shape like got a lot of like that shape the triangle that shape of the triangle is so successful it's so bold and yeah. then I, I should go with that but it's like well what shape could you create and actually bring forth into the world that's completely brand new if you just stuck with it yeah. and you trusted and you trusted. Yeah. Trust, 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 trust. Okay. I don't want to forget or I don't want to bypass because we're getting <laughs> close to ending our time, but I do want to just circle back to, um, I, okay. I, what I, okay. Here, what I would like to know is how do you think our dominant like the dominant narrative, like the dominant Western narrative um, defines what rich is and what your redefinition of rich is. Mm. And maybe I'll, I'll, I, I'll try to, I'll actually link to the post in the show notes. Okay. Uh, because, because um, 
you know, it was the input, it was the inspiration for this whole conversation. So yeah. 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 So what do you think? Like what? I think we all know what the, the dominant culture's definition of. But we never like talk about it. I feel like we should dust it off and actually like call a spade a spade. Like I, I didn't actually even write down my definition before this. So I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you want, I can like start riffing and just see what. You start goes. riffing and then, okay. I'll, 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 then I'll interrupt you. <laughs> okay. Fab- fabulous. Interrupt me. <laughs> so I think what's interesting, especially as like someone who's now building, I'm building my business. I'm not working for someone. Um, this idea of rich and success has come up to be redefined by me over and over and over again. And so what I think is really interesting is I have in my brain somewhere that living a rich life includes like everything, like, like my, my house, (laughs) my house needs to be spotless. Um, I, everything needs to be nice. I need to have money. It, It involves a lot of money and like luxury things. And what's fascinating is obviously I'm not, I'm not like against money or luxury things. Like I, my, my, one of my sister's friends one time called me a rich hippie. I'm like, actually, I I love that because I do like nice things. I'm not saying I don't, but somehow in the, the, if, if the, the word rich was like a pie chart in my brain, it's like 80% of a rich life is money, is money, lots of money and continue to have lots of money. And the funny Mm. thing is, is conceptually, intellectually, I, I know that isn't true. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting thing to come up within my own self of an, I call it an outdated program of this outdated program of rich that's subconscious and to just like shed light on it and be like, wait, wait a second. Actually, yes, you would love to go on a luxury retreat one day, but that is not 80%. Like so much of a rich life is having the space to connect with my kids and my husband, having the space to go on a walk kind of whenever I want, like at any time of the day. Like I love that I can do that at like 11 a.m. I couldn't I couldn't do that when I worked in a cubicle, you know? So to me, that is rich. Um, ha- eating like food that's good for me and choosing to indulge in food that isn't good for me when I want to. Like I think for me, rich is 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 freedom and flow. So that means yeah. it's not hoarding all of the resources. It it means it's not thinking that once I get a million dollars, all my problems will be solved. That is hoarding energy. It's not flow energy. So to me, rich is there's so much trust. Bringing that word trust back around, there's so much trust in in the flow, and which is how I define abundance too. It's very like in line with nature. Um, and there's cycles. It's freedom to allow space for the cycles of life. So, okay, that's my riff. What do you think? What's what's your riff? yeah? No, I, yeah, I'm. I totally agree. Um, especially in like when you talk about the old, par- what did you say? The old paradigm. The old. I think so. Old paradigm. Old program. Old program. internalized program. Yeah. Yeah, and yes, yeah. It's about things isn't it? Yeah. It's about yeah. it's about money, but it's always about things. It's about, you know, what kind of car you drive, that you have, that you own a house or, you know, paying a mortgage, that you go on these holidays and you put them all over social media and 
Um, you know, you have new outfits for every event that you go to and you, you know, you take care of your appearance and you go and get your hair done and, um, you know, you don't, like, I'm just letting myself go gray now, whereas I, I used think it's to. it's gorgeous. Oh, thank I, you. I was going to tell you that earlier before we started oh, recording. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I used to always diet, I was always, you know, yeah, very, very kind of made up and, um, yeah, I, I think it's it's things and it's it's what you look like it's mm. it's more more about what everything looks like rather than what what's in here and like you say now rich for me is time like slow mornings like my partner's just raced off to work very early this morning but you know often he'll you know he'll go to work a bit later and we'll sit and have a, a coffee on the balcony and mm. you know, chat about things or dream or, you know, and my kids are older now, um, but even just getting time to spend with them to just see these amazing men that they're growing into and, their, you know, their deep thoughts and having time to listen to people's deep thoughts about things, to cook food. You know, I used to race <laughs> home from work and grab something from the supermarket and heat it up and, you know, like, I don't know. There, there are so many things that I'm just so grateful for now because I have, it's, yeah, it's freedom and it's, it's time. Mm. It's not, it's not about what I have, the things I have. It's about the spaces I have to, if I want to sit and, you know, look at this, look out at the sun or whatever it is. Um, I can. I don't know. I, love I think that. I'm, 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 I haven't got this fully formed in my heart, brain yet, but I, I'm feeling like it's space, mm. space and time to yeah. play the piano when I want, to mm. doodle if I want, if I need a brain break off the computer. Whereas, you know, before I just keep working, go through lunch like not even eat lunch and, you know, oh, no, I can't doodle because that's a waste of time, you know. We tell we have all these internalised stories, don't we? Yeah. You know, can't do that. Yeah. That's a waste of time. If, if you know, I think a lot of women think, oh, if their husbands or their partners come home and see them sitting on the lounge having a cup of tea, they would think they were lazy or, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then uh, adding on to that, in the nervous system class I took yesterday, I raised my hand at the end. I, w I wanted to chat with her about like how fascinating I think it is that the more that I heal my nervous system, the more that I can see my nervous system is not primed for the feeling of peace. Like I'm, I'm developing my capacity to hold peace for longer and longer periods of time. And that is interesting to me. So like when you're talking about space, having the space to do things I, I can notice old programs of my addiction to adrenaline filling the space, filling the space with fucking anything. And so yeah. taking a step back to realize how pregnant the space is with, with vitality that you can't see, but you can feel it. Mm. Like this, this, this redefining of richness feels like this feels so much. I love that space word because in space there's nothing to see it's all to feel mm. and that has a lot to do with nervous system work that of allowing our nervous system to like 
because um, anything that's unfamiliar to the nervous system, it will be afraid of. So allowing our nervous system to make way for space and have allow that to slowly over time, uh, one minute at a one minute more a month, one minute more a week, whatever it is, to be safe, to be safe in the space, the mm. hold space. Oh, well, I've got a question for you. Yeah, this HSP thing. Say you're out, you're out in nature, or you're staying on a farm and you go out to pick some veggies to make your dinner and, you know, you've got some tasks like that. You've got to go and milk the cow or whatever it is, but you're in nature and there's there's no, you know, there's no hustle and bustle about you, around you or whatever. How does that feel for an HSP? Mm. Like does that, does that allow your nervous system to relax? Mm. I think it, I think there's like, it's so subjective because the nervous what's so interesting about the nervous system too is it's perceived threat so for example like that scene that you're describing sounds really beautiful for an hsp um there's so many opportunities for their nervous system to like sink into the space however like what if their you know their kid is sick what if they have a abusive husband like what if like there's all these other factors like that could be so it's so it's so it's so subjective let's say let's say that person has everything going quote right for them at home I, i've never lived on a, on a farm so i don't i've always lived in town um so, what so i can't speak from personal nature? experience yeah. In it? So in nature. Yeah. For me, I'm, I actually just went out this morning after dropping off my kids. Like I'm really practicing. That's a, such a great place for an, I think for an HSP, then I'll answer your question this way for an HSP yeah. to expand their capacity for peace, to expand their mm -hmm. capacity for space. Because I used to go into nature and be like, yeah, this is really boring, but that's, that was me being addicted to the go, go, go. Yeah. So if I intentionally go into nature, cause you know, there's all these studies that are like, oh, when people spend time in nature, like their blood pressure goes down, they live happier lives, but that's not only it. You have to, I think based on my own experience, you have to go into nature with the perception of I'm going to practice being like communing. You don't have to sit and be in a drum circle, but just practice noticing what comes up for you. And I think it's also important to do it in like little bites. I've taken off way too big of bites for nature before my kids were little and I, I like had to take a big break because it was like, I was like forcing it. I was like, oh yeah, this is so good. So we have to do like the largest dose. <laughs> like, <laughs> the hero dose. <laughs> the hero's dose of nature with my kids. <laughs> no, little bits, steps at a time. 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. That makes a really fucking big difference for me. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm just wondering whether... Like imagine, like let's just go into imaginary world now. Yeah. Imagine if we were back doing things in the old ways, like living in villages, and you know the mamas coming together to grind their corn or whatever yeah. to share their stories, and you know go down to the creek to collect water. I don't know. I'm just wondering if we if we ever got to a world that was more connected. Yeah humanly and spiritually and more connected to to nature as well and to, to the to the real ways of living I wonder if we would have S HSPs anymore 
Ooh, interesting question. <laughs> or if we'd all be HSPs. Well, well but I also wouldn't that calm our nervous system so that right. that wouldn't be a thing anymore. We well, would just the, I don't know. That's the thing they were saying in that documentary was like how it's 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 a nece necessary evolutionary step. And I, I see that too. Like I see folks who are sensitive as really not trying to get hierarchical about it, but as as um advanced as the next step of where we're going mm. evolutionary. And it's just yeah. harder for those folks because our world wasn't built from those fine-tuned, energetic, fine-tuned sensitivities, energetic, intuitive, emotional. And so these folks, us folks, I really think are leading the way. So once, let's say we anchor that in, there's going to be, I mean, there's going to be another level, right? Like there's going to be another 20% of whatever the next level of that is. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, HSP for telekinesis, who knows? You know, but I think it's it's just oh, inching our I way think forward. That's already, I think that's already happening. I can I can feel that. Um, yeah, I I I feel as if some of us are already like even the way we connected. Some of us are already operating on that that kind of system. And what yeah. what I'm, I suppose what I'm getting at is I'm wondering. I totally agree with you, but I think I'm I'm running from it in a different track. Okay. In terms of, I'm not sure HSPs are something that's, you know, like you know, you get diagnosed with something and it's 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 considered not good. I think it it's it's like being neurodivergent. I think it's sure. it's it's beautiful, and there are such amazing talents that the 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 I've lost my words. The what do you call it when you're not not divergent? Neurotypical. Oh, mm -hmm. you know the neurotypical can't understand it. It's like that movie Divergent. Have you seen that? It was. It's like years ago. It's like a, a, so. a it's a bit like Hunger Games sort of thing. You okay. know, there's a girl in it that she's. You know, you you get categorized when you're 20 or something into these five groups, and you you've got to be one of these five groups. And if you're not, you're called divergent, and you oh, don't fit in society. And you're you know you're shoved over to the, the street alleys to you know live your life as a hobo or whatever it is, you know, because wow. you don't fit into one of these five categories. I feel like that's kind of like society and our neurodivergent and our HSPs and everything. There's not there's nothing wrong with them. It's just that they can tap into all of the things and possibly at a a higher frequency or something. Mm -hmm. the, the ones that fit in the categories kind of look at them and go, oh, they're the strange ones, but actually they're the ones that have the, the heightened abilities mm -hmm. that will be able to bring in the new world. Absolutely. And, and, that's why I'm kind of thinking, I don't know, I have this thing like I'm feeling a pull back to old ways and ancient ways and that sort of thing. And I'm wondering whether these people operating on this frequency are the people that bring in that that new world. Right, right. I don't see it inside this, inside this rat race of hustle and do you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I like seeing there's so many, pers I think there's so many interpretations of what the new world, what the next 
version of this world game that we're playing is going to look like. And I, um, yeah, I don't even know what new world. I don't even know that. Like, I'm yeah. not. Well, I don't new world. It, it's a familiar like, term. There's a, a lot familiar, of people that know it, but but it's it might also, not even be on this plane. It might be, you know, in some other form. Right. You know, I I don't know what it is. I I don't know. And I think this is the thing too. I have to I I have to make sure <laughs> I I um people understand that like you know sometimes I'll say things but then I'm I'm not necessarily attached to them because I don't know. Yeah. I think that's part of the I'm new feeling, world. But I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, I I think getting it like like expressing it and sharing it is paramount i think it's imperative because then other people who resonate with that vision it, it i think it wakes up something dormant that goes oh i resonate with that i'm gonna work I, i'm gonna vibe off of that and and then it's like it reminds me of like a homeopathic dose when we share our idea and then sharing the idea without attach with allowing it to die just like my tree outside like it creates a fruit and then it drops the fruit when it's no longer viable and then it creates a new fruit. It's like your idea that you're sharing is if it feels I think if it feels resonant, it's meant to be shared like a fruit being mm. dropped from a tree. Mm. And it doesn't mean that it has to be the be all end all forever. Mm. I think like if we're talking about the next level, like the new world, like I think it's going to be very fluid and ideas are going to flow. And we don't need fluidly. to be. Attached. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. Oh, I think that's. And I think that's something that right now everybody's so attached to this yeah. idea. They're so attached to that idea um, rather than and seeing things as, oh, you're that side, so you must agree with this, 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 and this. Right. You're that side, you have to agree with all these things rather than, oh, I agree with that, but I also agree with that, but I agree with that. You know, like why can't we just be fluid? Why, like people are just you know, dogmatic about either this or that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably one of the the biggest problems right now is that people are so attached to an idea and then they yeah. don't ever evolve it. You know, right. I can't let go of that now. Oh, right. you know, It creates divisiveness know. instead of yes. opportunity for connection and yes. evolution, uh, you know, evolving of an idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to um, see how that shifts. We're watching, we get to watch it in mm. real time. Mm. Um, yeah. You know what? I, we have talked totally, we like, I kind of like how I thought we were going to do. We just did it. We just flowed like the river of abundance, not to be corny, but very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and the ideas just came. And like, it's already been like probably at least 45 minutes. So mm -hmm. time completely flies talking with you. I, yeah. I'm going to close it. it, but before I close, I want to know if there's anything else that just like, you just, you just feel like you, you've got to share before we, and also I want to, well, anything. You, okay. Before I ask you to share where people can find you, is there anything else that you want to share? Just like that comes from your heart that you just feel like you have to share. I just, 
I love I love so many things that we've touched on today and not that then people need to listen to it and think oh yeah that's a good way of thinking I need to think that way it's more and I think I think I speak for you too on this it's more that we're questioning you know we're asking questions we're we're not just taking things from what we've been fed at school or what we've been fed on the news or whatever we're questioning and we're imagining we're using our creativity to imagine what the meanings could be or imagine what it might mean and i think these two things this ability to question and not just blindly accept so question and also be creative and and you know allow your mind to innovate on on what you're thinking and because that's how our ideas evolve you know um and i think if you take those two things into whatever you're doing whether it's business you know question the way business is being done and then feel into you and what what do you want to create and what can you imagine and go create that don't mm. don't do don't you don't have to do it that way um, you know, same with your podcast. You're imagining a new way to do it and it's coming from you and your heart. And yeah, I just I, I I love seeing that. I love seeing people doing things differently. And I think this is how we create a new, I know we're going back to paradigm. New, yeah, mm. new paradigm, a new paradigm of people who can think for themselves and honor what comes from here and and trust that that's a good that's a mic drop right there I love that, <laughs> I love that la- especially that last piece um and it comes back to trust I'm gonna say trust was the theme of our conversation today yeah I've got a feeling it might be it's a bit of a theme for my life <laughs> yeah same I have it on a post-it in my kitchen actually <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. um okay so until before I um uh say goodbye is there how can people find you um, so I'm, I hang out on Instagram. I don't mm-hmm. like Facebook. I don't, yeah, I've tried all the other things. So I don't like them. <laughs> um, so what is it? It's the dot rebellious dot educator dot as in, um, what do you call them? Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my website is the rebel. No, my, oh God, I should have been prepared with this. Sorry. My That's website fine. is rebellious educator.com. Perfect. Gorgeous. Okay. Well, that's a wrap. I'm going to leave your Instagram handle and your website in the show notes. So it'll just be an easy click for people too. And I'm not going to talk about any of my stuff. I've talked about another podcast stuff and I'll just leave my links below too. And you can find either of us on the interwebs. On the interwebs, changing the world. Changing (laughs) the world on the interwebs. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on and joining me today, Tiffany. Thank you. I loved it. That was just such a joy. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, um, bye for now. Yeah. Bye for now.